Hey everyone, my name is Topher. Hey, my name is Naisha. And this is Hallway Chats. For those of you paying attention, you'll notice that my co-host is not Kate this week. Kate is stepping aside as co-host, and I will be joining me as our regular co-host in the future. I is the editorial director of Master WP and a WordPress developer. Before we get started, I want to say something about our sponsor, Nexus. They have a ton of cool features that I really appreciate, and they're all over the marketing material. But there are some things they do especially well that I want to call out. Things like really good caching, a super great admin panel that lets me do things myself without needing to wait for support, and being able to SSH between staging servers. It's those finely polished edges that I love so much. And right now, they'll buy out your contract with another host up to $200. So if you're looking for a great host, check them out. Our guest this week is Matt Mullenweg. Welcome, sir. Howdy. Good to see y'all. Good to see you, too. Um, when I set this up, I got the times wrong because I didn't realize you'd be on the West Coast. Are you just hanging out or you uh, got a place over there now? I am actually right now in the mountains. I'm in Montana. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, um, I really love mountains because there's something about the idea of like something being so rock solid, building foundations, yep. the clear air, something. I really like mountains. Something you really can't affect yourself very much. <laughs> it's just there. All right, so uh, on the off chance that no one knows who you are, who are you? My name is Matt Mullenweg. I was born and raised in Houston, Texas, and uh, co-founder of WordPress with a guy named Mike Little. And later I started a company called Automatic, which has now grown to be, gosh, I think about 2,000 people. That is amazing to me. It's awesome. And we make... Uh, WordPress.com, Jetpack, Tumblr, WooCommerce, Pocket Cast, for people looking to podcast. <laughs> we, we try, we're trying to make basically great open web stuff. Stuff so good that you choose it because you like it, but then when you choose it, you make the web more free and open. Yeah. That is That's awesome. cool. Can I also say um, I am a big fan of Tumblr? By the way, I've been trying to get everyone <laughs> to go back to Tumblr. I love what having a moment right now. Like, yeah, I love what really, you all have done. It has been um, so I I wear different hats in different years and you know my role changes a lot. Um like when Gutenberg started, I was really deep in that. But right now one of the things I'm doing is I'm I'm directly running Tumblr and um as a CEO, and that's been really exciting to see this com- beautiful community and so much creativity thrive and it's been fun to sort of like as twitter has its you know turbulence um Mm -hmm. to see just droves of users hundreds of thousands per day come over um to tumblr and what we're doing is trying to create a place for them where they can share and find stuff that enriches their life have you had any issues with scaling like did you suddenly oh look we have an extra half million users today let's fire up another (laughs) server (laughs) um we definitely have had some of those but fortunately automatic has been doing a lot of infrastructure for a long time so we um 
we are, I, I would say, a deep technology infrastructure company. So uh, we're able to absorb quite a bit of uh, additional, you know, because we host everything from like small blogs all the way up to like whitehouse.gov runs on right. infrastructure. So we can handle the very small to the very large. And that sort of security mindedness, um, network infrastructure, data center, points of presence, everything is definitely coming into play right now when we have this huge surge of interest. Yeah. One of the questions I have here for you is, um, what does your day-to-day -day work look like? What does the CEO of something like Tumblr do? You get up in the morning, you sit down in your desk, and you code Tumblr? <laughs> well, so right now I'm running, it, this, this changes. So right now I am running um, WordPress.com and uh, Tumblr directly. Uh, at, at times, I'll, in the future, I'll hand those off to other leaders. But right now I'm kind of hands-on with them. And so that means I'm looking at products. Um, we do, we collaborate a lot through P2s, much like uh, Make.WordPress, where mm -hmm. we you know write and read as our primary form of communication. And I gotta tell you, my favorite thing I do, yeah. and I've done a couple of these already today, is um, customer calls or talking to oh, nice. people. Awesome. So. Like it's, there's nothing better. I would say this for anyone listening. Like if your business is stalled, whatever, like just like, you know, spend some time with your customer. Yeah. <laughs> but like get to know them and like see them in their space. Someone was a uh, screen sharing with me today, like how they manage, they were managing like 1600 sites and uh, showing me how they like manage all that and use like Jetpack oh. and other things to it. And uh, that was really cool, and it gave me a ton of ideas for how we can make that easier and better. Um, auto updates and staged updates and backups and security and brute force protection and logins. And there's so many things we could do to make that easier. And uh, but there's nothing like really going deep into the weeds with um, with a customer. Yeah, you said uh, call. Does Tumblr do phone support? Or are you? Uh, no, <laughs> but. The, uh, we do do, uh, so a hack I have now that automatics now over 2000 people is, um, with all the leads of the business units, yeah. um, to join like one customer call, uh, pretty periodically. So like, okay. you know, my Rana, who's the CEO of WooCommerce and myself will get together with a customer of WooCommerce and okay. you know, they'll screen share, show it. Show right. Yeah. Their, the admin show us their orders tell, talk about what they're working well talk about what isn't working well and um you kind of have to go high and low you have to move between like the really really big picture because you have to sort of zoom out and and make sure you're heading in the right direction that we're making the internet like a more free mm -hmm. and open place that we're like mm -hmm. um, meeting users needs that we're aligning our organization but you gotta get down to the details too and the details being like, wow, that button doesn't make any sense. Or like, I was mm -hmm. so definitely get stuck there. Or that, you know, the wording of things really, really matters. And so it's um, it's a fun dichotomy. Um, but I really enjoy it, that sort of pendulum swing between the like very, very small details and the really, really wide philosophical um, aperture. Cool. Nice. So, Matt, say I 
get back into Tumblr 2012, like <laughs> when I was on Tumblr. And I'm writing fan fiction again, Game of Thrones, Doctor Who fan fiction. You're telling me like one day I can potentially like hop on the phone with you and talk to you about that. You might. Yes. And actually, <laughs> this is some, actually something we do at Automatic is that every person who starts at Automatic does two weeks of customer support. And then every team rotates to do one week per year of customer support. And that's, again, that's a different version of the same idea, which is like, if, if something's not working, again, go back to the people. Yeah, <laughs> talk, that's awesome. And, uh, and try to like, you know, understand their struggles and their stories. And like, it's, there's nothing more rewarding, especially as a builder, someone who codes or designs or, or writes things to see how someone interacts with their work and then iterate based on that. It's, it's really it. satisfying <laughs> for me at least. Yeah. I love it. Now you had a question about AI art. Why don't you throw that out there? I did. I did. I really wanted to get your opinion on this, Matt. So AR AI art is popping up everywhere. I think the latest viral craze is Lenza pictures. How do you feel about the AI art hype that's going on right now? I think it's pretty incredible. Um, we're almost living in like a sci-fi novel right now. Like we're seeing like the early versions of like super intelligences booting up and we're able to chat with them with like chat GPT or like play with them with Dali or Midjourney or mm -hmm. so think of this as like interacting with a new life form. You know, <laughs> like yeah. you, oh, wow. it'll send you stuff back. You can interact, you can play. Um, they're learning. And I think it's really beautiful because we're able to, you know, yeah, I, I'm just really excited for what it enables people to do because um, the what I think of AI art is that it's not the end state, but it's a great starter, right? So mm -hmm. often you need that kindling, that thing to start the fire if you're a writer or a musician or something like that, and that generative process of brainstorming or coming up with ideas or trying different things, how cool that a computer could like try 30 things all at once and show them all to you. And then you can kind of browse through and be like, ooh, that, that, uh, what do they could say? That hits different. <laughs> uh, all right. And then you can then iterate based on that. So uh, what's beautiful about this is that Basically, the entire history of humanity is um, us using tools to augment our natural abilities. Or that's mm -hmm. like to you're wearing glasses right now, right? Like that's a that's a tool, something we created yeah. to augment our vision. Um, there's so much we've done over time, and I think of these tools as things that will augment our creativity, our ability, and our production. That's cool. Yeah, I like the vision. Um. Every time I get to talk to you, one of the last things I want to talk about is technology because it's kind of our world. I see what you write, what you say on Twitter and, you know, anywhere in the news, whatever. Um, but what I see about your travels is one picture every few months on Matt, not on WordPress. And I'm like, what? Is he there right now? Or is this an old picture? So I have tons of questions about travel and pictures and stuff. 
Sure. Um, just the other day, you posted one from Iceland. Were you there then, or was that an old picture? Yeah. So I I post I'm I'm posting a lot more to my Tumblr. I so I try to put some of the best stuff on the Matt blog, and I've been posting a lot more to my Tumblr, also to try it out things. Mm-hmm. I was in Iceland recently and saw the Northern Lights. Um, I don't usually post exactly when I'm there. Um, like I'll kind of time shift it a little bit. Oh, sure. But, um, yeah, generally like, uh, I, I really enjoyed the, the Northern lights for me was a bucket list item. Like literally. Aren't they amazing? Years of my life. I've been wanting to have a great experience. Yeah. And, um, just last week I really, really locked out and that's, I planned this trip to Iceland and, um, the lights were out in full force. That awesome. People from Iceland were like, this is the strongest we've seen in six or seven years. Oh, and wow. Like the moment we arrived, um, they were really out there. And so yeah. it was uh, the Northern Lights is like basically like the solar winds interacting with the electromagnetic fields of the Earth. And like, it's hard to describe. And the pictures don't look real. They look like Photoshop or CGI right. or something. But when you see it in person, you're like, wow. It really much like a solar eclipse, like solar eclipses, northern lights, uh, the southern lights as well in the southern hemisphere, mm-hmm. things like this. Um, gosh, it, whenever I find that I'm like getting a little burnt out or toasty or like not, not mm-hmm. being like, it's usually because I haven't been in nature. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And my mom always reminds me of this. She always she she tells me three things like, uh, "Are you hydrating? Are you sleeping? And are you getting out of nature?" That's her three three list thing. Whatever she sees <laughs> me like being a little off kilter, and uh, I like it because it's just three things. <laughs> and usually, if I go down that list, I can find one that I'm not doing <laughs> if I'm feeling right. off. And uh, nature's one of these magical things that's like the most it's both like wordpress we say it's both free and priceless at the same time yeah <laughs> uh and there's beauty at every scale so it's fractal you know like yeah there's incredible beauty in like a grain of sand or an acorn if you like really study it and look at it um sunsets clouds all of these things we take for granted actually have incredible amounts of beauty because they're they're sort of made by natural systems right so like mm-hmm. evolution and physics like create things that are naturally pleasing to our eye and uh and they're very accessible um so whatever that is like obviously there's people listening to this all over the world and like i traveled to iceland uh to see the northern lights whatever it is for you like figure out what is your thing to like reconnect you to nature yeah. Um, here, mm-hmm. we're looking right now, touch grass. Like, you know, like, <laughs> um, it's kind of cold outside where I am now, so I won't touch grass. But, like, the uh, something like that is a really good reset to your system. So, and I find, especially if I'm like responding to people or feel like I'm kind of short or something, I'm going to uh, time mm-hmm. shift a sneak peek. Tomorrow's Hero Press essay, which people are hearing this now, it will be a couple of weeks ago. Um, is by Anders Norin. And when he was burning out, he started hiking. And so uh, this next summer, he's going to hike the entire length of the Swedish mountain range in in nine nine weeks. 
Mm. And uh, he just can't get enough. That's incredible. So you travel a lot. Do you travel mostly because work demands it or because you can and your work allows it? Um, you travel hmm. for fun? Like, why are you in Montana? Just because it's pretty? <laughs> if I may pry. <laughs> so I find my environment affects me quite a bit. Okay. I'm very sensitive to what's around me. And so I travel to put myself in different modes uh, to creatively charge myself in different ways. It's like the energy I get from being in New York City, for example, mm -hmm. with the art, the jazz, the culture. It's like frenetic. Mm. Now, could I handle that every day? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> a lot of people do. But as a traveler, you're able to see you, you remain the same. But as the background changes, you can kind of see yourself in different lights and interact with different cultures, learn different things, hear different languages, try different food. All of this is, I think, enriching your knowledge, um, helping you understand you know, the, just the incredible diversity of experiences around the world. Um, giving you appreciation and then you can start to synthesize which means like take the best parts of other things and combine them and I find that innovation always happens at the uh, intersection of disparate things so when you're able to take if you think about it actually all the way back to WordPress like um, I was actually WordPress was a blogging system and I was going to start a different software i was going to call it content press or something for to manage pages so they'd be like the blogging mm -hmm. system they'd be like the page software and uh you know for a variety of reasons myself and other developers were like let's just put this all in one thing you know no which hadn't happened as much before like mobile type had some pages but like wordpress was really like leaned into like let's have like the chronological stuff and the kind of permanent stuff all in one system mm -hmm. a content system and what will that look like and that worked out really well. And so, like, there's a lot of, you know, it's like peanut butter and chocolate. Whoever thought mm -hmm. to put that together the first time, like, that was a good idea. Sometimes it doesn't work, you know? Like, yeah. I tried to do, like, avocado and peanut butter or something. I, I, there was something I was like, oh, that was, that was <laughs> oh. <laughs> And failure is definitely part of the creative process. And um, that's also why, like, you know, I'm, I'm not big on, like, pylons, like, Guess what? Like, Automatic's going to launch things that totally flop. I'm yeah. going to say things that are totally dumb. We're going to make huge mistakes. But that's part of the creative process, is that you have to, like, put things out there, try, and then you can iterate. But if you're not failing, you definitely aren't trying enough. Right. Great yeah. advice. Um, I know you have a reputation as a photographer. You are Photomat. But I have only ever known you as a software person, a company owner or something like that. Um, how much of your life is photography these days? Like, are you the guy who always has one on your hip whenever you go to any country so you can yeah. snap anything that pops up? Or do you, like, go on specific trips just to photograph? 
Or do you just not do it much anymore? Yeah. So I, I mean, I used to carry a digital SLR camera with me everywhere. It was like an extension of my hands. Mm-hmm. And I think I have over 30,000 photos in my <laughs> ma.tt media library. Okay. The galleries and posting things. And um, that was really fun. And that whole process of like capturing, by the way, there's a lot of early WordCamps and WordPress. I, I would just do it oh, kind yeah. of, I just shoot wherever I was. And um, I like that because it helped me appreciate scenes, like look at things differently. Um, yeah. And also helped me remember because my mind, my memory is not very good. Like I forget things very easily. And so a photo, of course, I uh, can immediately emote like an emotion or like the people that were there or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, in the past 10 years, though, like the. It's everything's changed, like my workflow changed. I started um, being like less autobiographical, like sharing things in real time as I was doing them. Uh, phones have gotten so good, like the iPhone. Oh, yeah. I've taken photos on there. Actually, the Northern Lights photo I posted in the Matt blog. That's an iPhone photo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. It was not even like an SLR or anything. And that trip to Iceland was interesting because, like, I actually, I actually, I brought the camera and the drone and all the mm-hmm. fancy stuff. I do enjoy playing with that, and there's like a gadget part of me that like just loves the tech side too. But while I was there, I um, ended up not pulling it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's why the photo I posted was an iPhone photo. I think there were two things. I had some friends that are really great photographers who were there, so I felt like a little bit of the the role of photographer, a documentary mm-hmm. was held by someone else, so I was able to release that. Um, but also that like I just kind of wanted to experience it because mm-hmm. I think for a long time, you know, Photomat, part of what I used the camera for was like a. It was like a security blanket. Oh. Uh, like, because I, I love people intensely. Like, it's my favorite thing. And I'm also, like, kind of shy. <laughs> and, like, awkward <laughs> and comfortable in groups and things. And so the camera was, like, kind of a thing that would, um, you know, allow me to be part of a group, but also, like, have a little bit of a distance. Sure. You know, so there's like a, it's a, I have friends who do this with dogs, like everyone that carries a tiny dog everywhere. The dog is like, you know, draw some of the attention it is like something that helps them connect with others. Sure. And the camera was that too. And then I would send the pictures afterwards. Like there was a whole kind of like a thing around it. So uh, I'm also just trying now to just be more present. So that's means well, maybe... Yeah. Uh, not being behind the lens or in front of the lens as much, but really just appreciating the ephemeral moments as they pass. Yeah. I've never had awesome. a serious camera. Um, and so I've come to love camera phones. And I feel like they let you have a bit of a middle ground between being in the moment and not. Because I can pull my phone out and snap a picture and put it back in my pocket in four seconds. And kind of still be there, you know? Yeah. It, it's Apple's greatest gift to humanity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the camera on these devices 
and, and the Samsung's and stuff too. But like Apple, like they really push it, and it's yeah. so incredible. stuff that I used to have to spend thousands of dollars or like have a tripod or like process things for long amounts of times. They just now do yeah. like when you snap mm -hmm. a photo, it's actually taking multiple photos and bracketing them. Right. Like, so, uh, oh, Malik writes about computational photography. This is uh, really, 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 really powerful. And I think that we're, uh, it's getting better and better. <laughs> and I, I love that as well, because then you can just like, kind of, like you said, snap a moment and not be taken away from it. Because a lot of, you know, on the stream and think of like a, a professional photographer with like a studio and lights and everything, like how much shit mm -hmm. that creates from the moment and the photo. Um, but you'll be able to, I think you're already there and it's going to get better. You can get that quality of photo from your iPhone now. Yeah. Like your portrait mode, studio lights, you know, they can take out the background. Like you can do such incredible stuff. Um, yeah. And then we can just enjoy life more. And we have this like infinite cloud storage and sharing. It's, it's, it's pretty great. Yeah. Awesome. Man, I have a question for you. Again, I'd like a brain picker. <laughs> um, so I am from a very small town in South Carolina. And while I'm not there, I'm still close. I am trying to bring WordPress to South Carolina to make it, well, it's there, of course, it's everywhere, but <laughs> I want to make it bigger. Um, our capital is not the biggest tech-friendly place, <laughs> but just listening to what you said, I really relate to you saying, like, you're always trying. So am I. I love your ambition, and I am not afraid to fail. And, I and you know, my first steps are, you know, we're going to have a Columbia, South Carolina WordPress meetup group. But Ooh. outside of that, yeah, yeah, I'm very excited. But outside of that, what advice would you give to me, someone who's trying to trying to just make tech a bigger thing in a smaller place? It's nothing like leading by example. Hmm. So, and I I still do this to this day. You know, like I come mm -hmm. across a. Uh, uh, a small business or something and their website's a little janky and uh i'll reach out to them and be like hey here's my email let me help you fix this let me connect you with someone who can fix this um just that leading by example that little spark it it, it works and really it's the whole history of wordpress like you know <laughs> our competitors like wix and squarespace have, have spent billions of dollars telling people about themselves WordPress is really all, I mean, there's some marketing, but it's really like all like word of mouth. It's like mm -hmm. humans saying like, hey, you want to do this thing? I got this tool and here's how you can use it. And here's how it can make you awesome. And the more you learn it, the more superpowers you have. Like that's kind of the magic of, of uh, education and learning and something like WordPress, which is free and open and accessible, right? Like there's mm -hmm. no like literally <laughs> you can download the code you can run it anywhere you can run it on any host you can run it yourself you can run it in a web browser now i'm going to talk about that at state of the word like there's so much you can do that puts a lot of power in your hands and uh i love that great well i will be that spark there i hope we do really, great things I'm I'm but, but when you do it also tell that person hey help someone else, you know, oh, so yeah. that makes oh, yeah. it viral. 
That's like the GPL, right? The GPL is called a viral license. The beauty of it is that when you teach someone to do it, also say like, hey, if you enjoyed this, if you see someone else who needs some help, don't think that, you know, wherever you are, you can always help someone else. That's how we got started with open source contributions. Mm -hmm. I went to the, you know, the predecessor to WordPress was called B2, open source software. And I just went to the forums to ask for help because I couldn't figure something out. And someone answered my question and I went back and I go, you know, it was, was kind of going back mm -hmm. and I went back and uh, to ask for help, but I saw someone else had asked a question that I already knew the answer to. And again, I'm like a neophyte. I'm like brand new. And so then I just <laughs> went and answered their question, not because I was an expert, but because someone <laughs> had answered my question like three weeks before. And so I was able to mm -hmm. help them. And that was really like the first step on the path that is now WordPress. Uh, was that someone that helped me and I passed it along. And then like that gets you more and more involved in contributing and, and being involved and helping out. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. We're getting near the end of our time, but I have one more question. Do you have a few minutes? Yeah. All right. So I put this question in as a potential for state of the word, but it might not get picked and I don't want to lose the opportunity to ask it. So uh, a strong mantra of WordPress and its general community is own your content. And I'm curious where Tumblr fits in that philosophy because it appears to be a, a hosted solution. Um, you can't download a Tumblr client like you can download WordPress and set it up yourself. Yeah. Um, I know it's important to you, to Automatic. And so I can't imagine you haven't thought about it. So I'm curious to know where you're, where you're going with it. How does, how does Tumblr fit in an own your content world? Yeah, so it's a good example of like ideals and pragmatism. Mm -hmm. uh, so switch Tumblr to be WordPress powered so that every Tumblr is a WordPress. Uh, Tumblr is so darn big. <laughs> <laughs> that that is like a multi-year engineering project. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. And so that transition is going to take probably a few more years even from today. And it's taken, we've been working on it for a few years already. But um, that is a plan to, to make it so you oh, could have a Tumblr on your own so, server? I mean, one thing you can do is look at the, I always say vote with your wallet, you know? Mm -hmm. Whatever yeah. your principles, whatever kind of world you want to see out there support the commercial enterprises that share the same values. Mm -hmm. That's the mm -hmm. best thing you can do uh, as like in the capitalist society, like, you know, if there's, yeah. you know, two different web hosts and one of them contributes a lot back to WordPress and one doesn't spend your dollars with one that contributes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, mm -hmm. like that, that will then go back into the system and that that'll be the world you want to live in. So, one thing we've tried to do with Automatic is have now a 17-year history of like open web ideals and everything like that. So um, uh, Tumblr is a SaaS service right now. It's not open source yet, but we've said it's going to be. And <laughs> we've tried to make the data super open. So the APIs, you yep, can yep. import your Tumblr into WordPress very easily. You can export all your Tumblr content. So we've got some like uh, pretty good solutions right. for a lot of yeah. pragmatic and practical data portability uh, that it belongs to. 
I think um, you need to think about like the values of, because every, we all work with some host or we all work with some organization. So like, do they share your content moderation values or mm -hmm. your, you know, and we, again, at Automatic and with Tumblr, we try to foster healthy communities, um, have freedom of speech. So we, we host a lot of stuff we don't agree with, but we also try to be mindful of like uh, fostering healthy dialogue sure. and not mm -hmm. hateful speech or harmful things. So like, mm -hmm. that's always a fine balance, right? Yeah. Um, that, that's way more complicated than it, it seems at first. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we should try to demonstrate that. And then longer term, um, yeah, we want to support these new protocols like ActivityPub. Um, right. On yep. top of our, we support RSS, so things are easy to get in and out. We're going to try to unify the APIs. Because when you look at like the APIs for Tumblr, the APIs for WordPress.com, which is basically the same thing as WordPress API, they're doing the same stuff that are slightly different. Right. Um, RPC mm -hmm. calls and things like that. So we're going to merge those um, and just make it so... My my hope is that like basically Tumblr and WordPress.com, which are the two things I'm running right now, right. will be like essentially like two different restaurants that share the same kitchen. You know? <laughs> yeah. Different vibe, different dishes, different experience, different kind of front end experience. Yeah. But on the back end, you know, same great ingredients, same like attention to the details, same infrastructure, same like sort of stuff on the back end that uh, makes you can be excellent um but you know just like and food is actually a good analogy <laughs> like yeah it is like <laughs> it like is. what's better italian food or japanese food you can't answer that right like, they're just so they're different like they're both like you sometimes want one you sometimes want the other and there's some fundamentals that are the same between both like you want the food to be clean and healthy and raised well like all that sort of stuff but like yeah. the actual preparation the spices and the presentation everything all that be different. So think of like uh, WordPress and Tumblr as like uh, different front ends to the same like core good thing on the back end. Yeah, gotcha. Well, I'm glad that that's exactly what I was hoping to hear. Uh, like, I understand it's a ton of work. You inherited a beast. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so you know you can't just well you can't treat it like Twitter. <laughs> All right, um, we are like I know I know Twitter's been going through some tough times, but gosh, um, we need it. Like I want Twitter to resist. I love Twitter. I know. I love it I too. Love it too. Yeah. But in the meantime, like maybe let's have some fun on Tumblr. Like get some yeah. more WordPress going on there. I've been sharing some WordPress GPT stuff, uh, which has been kind of fun. Like it's uh, fun to have like just a slightly different space because you know software has affordances and it encourages certain things more than others. And Tumblr's uh, mm -hmm. pretty fun. So, like, I guess since this is a WordPress heavy audience, I'd, I'd encourage you, like, <laughs> spin up a Tumblr and, like, have some fun with it. You know, like, be a, think of it as space you can be, like, more creative and free mm -hmm. without necessarily, like, the um, constraints of having to think of, like, your theme or your content or your, you know, code, plugins, whatever. Like, just, like, yeah, just post. And it doesn't have to be a, a big post. You could just like reblog something or like share something or remix or add a comment. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. yeah. I don't Re think I've seen any big posts on. What was that? 
Reblog Nisha's fan fiction. That's right. <laughs> I don't think I've seen any log posts on Tumblr ever. It you always seems to be a. Uh, Tofer, I'll send you a long post. There was this uh, movie director that said, wrote this amazing, amazing uh, story about a movie he shot, like a famous movie, which was also part of his journey to becoming sober. Wow. Oh, nice. Wow. Um, I was like, wow, this is such an incredible. I mean, he's a movie director, so he like, right. Is it <laughs> but um, you know what? I'll send it to you. Maybe we can put it in the show notes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. A good example of like a super long tumbler and also if you haven't heard of it uh check out there's this another example of what's fun on tumblr is like have you heard of goncharov the martin scorsese no. film oh yes oh yeah, i have yep. <laughs> my daughter's okay, all over it. uh so and here is actually i got it now here's the link to that uh great photos by mike flanagan all right was, get that out of the um, chat before i lose it Filming Doctor Sleep, and which I guess was like something Kubrick had worked on. He was refilming, or so. Yeah. Good reads. Excellent. This is awesome. All right, it was great talking to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, we've come to the end. I want to respect your time. I could talk to you forever. I have a good time every time we talk. Same. Well, you're helping you. my creative process. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's nice <laughs> to meet you. Good see you as well. Talk to you later. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Take care. This has been an episode of Hallway Chats, a part of the Hero Press Network. Your hosts were Naasha Green and Topher DeRosia. We'd like to thank Sophia DeRosia for the music and Nexus for hosting our network. If you like the episode, please subscribe and mention us on social media. 